It's time. The most listened to show on Sirius XM. The show that will change radio forever. The show that everyone will be talking about. The show starring the most interesting man in the business. Is not this show. Instead, Mike Babchick and his friends are taking you on a trip through the week that was on Mad Dog Sports Radio. They're discussing the biggest stories with the hottest takes from the channel. The week is over, and this is Mike Babchick's Morning After. after. Now, here is everyone's Morning After Regret, Mike Babchick. Okay, terrific, and welcome to Mike Patrick's Morning After, where we listen back to Mad Dog Sports Radio's best commentary of the week, all the gold on the biggest stories in sports and entertainment as Morning After continues to not take over the world. The buzz non-existent. The show that Eddie Erickson loves to say is critically crapped on. The show that is so bad that there's a new show on Sirius XM that's on Sports Grid that is called The... the. <laughs> <laughs> the or the morning after the- <laughs> they gave them our name. Hello, we're still here. Well, we're Mike Babchick's morning after for now. Now you were guzzling down the programming all week long, so you're a little hungover on this early morning. But I got the perfect cure for you. It's not more cowbell. Say it with me, boys. It's more clips. 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 Clip up a loser. We got you covered this hour. We're going to recap all the happenings the past week. That was, or as Eddie would say, wasn't. I'm Mad Dog Sports Radio. So you let me, the lovable loser for Morning Man, the guy you know. And no. Guide you through the week that was on Channel 82. That's right. They gave us a weekend show. And let me say hello to my friends, uh, Eddie Erickson, the producer of Mad Dog Unleashed uh, for now. For, Eddie, how are you? For today. For today. I'm that for today. Oh, just for we today. Were now, we're going daily now. We got a day-to-day now over there. And then uh, Alex Hardy, who did not join us today. So uh, maybe he'll man. join us next week. And then Jared Moore, the producer of Morning After. Maybe he won't. Or maybe he won't. Uh, the producer of Morning After <laughs> Forever. He's never going to get away from the show. I'm never going to get away from the show. And I take exception to you calling us friends when we're really more. Stand by. I got to take this. I got to take this. Now, that's how you start a program in morning after, baby. Hello, Andy speaking. No, no problem. I appreciate you getting back to me. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Who was that? Eddie Fogler. He can't come on. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he wants to. Somebody actually just called you to say they're not coming on Mad Dog Unleashed. Is that what just happened? It was amazing. <laughs> Eddie Fogler, I know nobody knows who that is in our listening audience. He called me back and politely said, I'm just returning your call. I'm, I'm not available. I'm not available. Come on the show. <laughs> and it wasn't, you know, normal people would be like, well, what about tomorrow? What about today? You know, you'd push a little bit. I did absolutely nothing. I said, okay. <laughs> yeah. So we move on. Oh, Eddie Folgers, the guy who uh, created the coffee. That is really. Or Fogler. Or him. Um, well, that is something, though. The actual callback to say no. <laughs> he really wants you to know. It's a no. And calling on a Saturday morning, too, is really impressive. Yeah. Bright and early. That's the way you start. Morning after, Mr. Tory. But how about Doggy? You know, he was all over UCLA in the Final Four. And if they are, in fact, a Cinderella team, remember, they're an 11 seed, but they are UCLA. Let's hear what Doggy had to say. UCLA is not a Cinderella. Uh, UCLA oh, is, does not qualify okay. as a Cinderella. So don't listen to Bike Babchek telling you that it's a Cinderella. Wait, a Cinderella, what? Virginia Commonwealth was a huh? Cinderella. 
Cinderella. I mean, they're a one-bid league. All the way know to the who Cinderella four. is. That's a Cinderella. Right? The we'll UCLA, that. they've won uh, a million championships. How could a, a million? How could UCLA? A million. Who have had a lot. So it seems like a lot. How, how does that franchise with who Wooden else and Goodrich and Walt Hazard and Lucius Allen and Sidney Wicks and who? Curtis Rowe and Ed O'Bannon and on and on? How the hell is that program a Cinderella? <laughs> I mean, come on, please. Who else? That's not fair. You, you it's know, not fair. North Texas State's a Cinderella. Oral Roberts is a Cinderella. They are not uh, a Cinderella. Uh, and they did a hell of a job. I thought they would not win the game Roberts. yesterday. I thought they were in huge trouble early when they scored about two baskets, which killed my over, by the way, in about 10 minutes. Oh, and yeah, a that's complete what it's all mess. about. So that's what this is about. put their foot on the throttle. Ugly and, you know, uh, rugged uh, and uh, nah, hard to get nah. a shot in the half court. And Michigan did not have anybody to get them a basket. They Speaking could of not ugly do and rugged, anything how are you to doing, Doing good, bud. Get a basket for us. Simple as that. As Jared said, ugly knows ugly. So I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello, ugly. <laughs> we go. We got two out of three panelists here today that are pretty ugly. I think Eddie's a, a good-looking dude. You got good hair. I don't know why Eddie Erickson always wears a hat, but he it's actually has pretty hair. good hair. Great hair that you should show off. So that was Dog talking about UCLA as a Cinderella as he led off with. Don't listen to Mike Babchick. Don't listen to Mike Babchick saying that UCLA is a Cinderella. <laughs> okay, okay Wait, I won't. <laughs> I don't have to twist Jared's arm. Obviously, he will not be listening to Mike Babchick. But was Dog listening to Mike Babchick? Let's listen to a clip from Morning Man with Evan Cohen and Mike Babchick, where we talk about UCLA, and let's listen to Mike Babchick say that UCLA is a Cinderella. Here we go. It's a team that comes out of nowhere to do this that you couldn't have expected to actually do this. And so, yeah, I think UCLA is a Cinderella team, which is weird to say, considering they wear UCLA across their chest. There are certain teams, especially in college basketball, that... You know, have that blue blood name. And that's really like a name for college ball. The blue blood. No, UCLA and Duke and North Carolina and even Michigan State. These teams are not Cinderella's ever. I don't care about the season. Ever. Or how so long it's been since they've had to run the tournament. The freaking UCLA. They ain't no Cinderella. <laughs> Why do we even call it mm. Cinderella? Does anybody know, I know. Like, like, how did the story of Cinderella and a glass slipper end up <laughs> applied to college basketball? The story of Cinderella, she's going to the dance. She doesn't actually stay at the dance, right? Doesn't she lose her shoe and then runs I home? I actually know the story. i got to be honest with you. I'm looking at Wikipedia story? right now. I don't think it's I really even riches. know that. But Cinderella never makes it to the <laughs> dance. Goldberg. So the Cinderella now never wins. where does wins. she go? <laughs> home. <laughs> To do what? Watch Netflix. She's just chilling. She's not there at the end. The end is the party cutting down the nets. So we're saying a Cinderella exactly. can never win. Yeah, because the <laughs> clock strikes midnight. That's the whole point. When Cinderella loses, people say, oh, the clock strikes midnight on right. literal team. Goldberg. It's right. a little terminology. <laughs> wow. He he like Goldberg tries Goldberg to change breaking, his voice for like the breaking people. Breaking down like, fairy tales. Yeah, the next day, the guy shows up with a shoe. If you deem a team a Cinderella, they can't actually win <laughs> at all because then they're no longer a Cinderella because the clock never strikes midnight? Yeah. I the think clock- Built, midnight. I, I think we have literally built the entire conversation <laughs> around UCLA around the story that we don't actually understand. The clock strikes midnight. <laughs> I don't know. Did Cinderella bang the prince or not? What happened here? What, Eddie? You never saw Cinderella? S-I-N, and then there's a couple X's <laughs> at the end. You never saw that one? That's a really good one. You got to watch I that flick. I, I missed that one. Oh. I was busy watching. There was a Halloween one. Halloweenies was the Well, that's not a bad one either. But yeah, Samantha Saint was in that. She played Cinderella. I only watch 80s porn. I told you that. Oh, that's that's a good point. <laughs> so what the hell happened? Dog wasn't listening. I never said that UCLA was a Cinderella. I try to give you guys a much needed boost and have Dog <laughs> talk about the show once in a while. And I'll, and I'll just throw different things at him to get him going. And uh, he got on the uh, topic of UCLA. And I may or may have not said you said that. So that might have been a 
little uh, slip up on my he part. He were paying attention. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention, nor was he. So he just threw out whatever I, you know. I'll give him something right before the break. And when we come back, he just spits that out. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Inception. You know, you're spinning the dreidel and you're uh, dropping the seed and away you go. That's pretty good. Now, I'm trying to think of some real life Cinderella stories, some rags to riches, like John Elway's orthodontist. I'm sure that guy's cleaning up now. Or Steve-O's insurance agent. Or Andy Reid's deli guy. You better have a lot of meat in stock. Or Snoop's weed guy. Right to riches. Always going to be better than a small school. Yeah, UCLA is going to recruit way better and have better choices. And even though they have some bad years, and I didn't mention Kentucky. I forgot about Kansas. Like, these are the Blue Bloods. By the way, the Blue Bloods, that means they wear blue. I mean, we all know even (laughs) Yeah, in your life, have you ever been with a Blue Blood? Like, I don't think that I've ever been with that Blue Blood. I think I'm with the lower-tier conference same, oh, you know, same. mid-Atlantic, the Sun Belt. I, I really feel like I've done a lot of Bucknells. I think that's <laughs> what Buck, yeah, but, but Bucknell, that's a good school. We got to go deeper than that. I mean, come on. Well, give yeah. me a, yo, a Texas that's Southern. A, I've had a Texas Southern. I know that. I think you're more like Division Three. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. So I'd be lucky to get the uh, Texas Southern, which I in college, I had a Texas Southern. I had a girl. She was from the Deep South. She loved Texas toast, put on a lot of weight. Yeah, she put her freshman 50 on, and that's where she <laughs> <laughs> and then, then she discovered me. I remember I was with this girl sophomore year, and she had a picture of herself before she came to college as a freshman. I was like, who's that girl? Where did that girl? Where was that girl? Forget Bucknell. Forget Texas Southern. You're more community college, buddy. You're 13. Oh, my God. I'm the Vry Institute. Oh, I'm the Vry. Yes. You're like in tech. Montclair Tech. That's you're what I am? Oh, you're CSB man. School of Broadcasting. Oh, no. Which is a I bad don't... sign for no people way. Like who are graduates of that program. Oh, well, I'm an Oral Roberts. I'm a Moorhead State. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the fringe. Now, about George Reiser from Nightcap, weeknights, 1 a.m. Eastern time. He's a former NFL player. I'm sure this guy's got some blue bloods in his life. He did pretty well. No University of Phoenix is for you. But here is George on the NCAA tournament and what it's really all about. You know when you hear the quote it's the journey it's not the actual Mm. outcome it's the journey Mm. there Kobe used to talk about the journey all the time the journey matters more like that's the part that we'll remember most about March Madness it's going to be all the upsets it's going to be the Abilene Christians the Oral Roberts it's going to be Oregon State's run UCLA those are the things that you're going to remember it it can't be coincidence we played multiple clips now where the host said Oral Roberts Babs I I think you did that selectively (laughs) Well, yeah, I am picking the clips, so uh, perhaps. <laughs> when, perhaps when I see I'm picking the clips, whatever they send me, I always go, OK, great. And this is the great. This is the <laughs> one I'm not digging in sports. Isn't it really all about the championship and that big win and that title in life? I agree with George. I think it is all about the journey. We don't get wins. It's about no, the journey. God, no, it's like never a win yeah, on the way. Maybe like, you know, you want to go out. All right. You get all excited about going out. Evan Cohen. We would talk about this all the time. You always want to go out. The thought of going out is great but actually going out is that that great your point is well taken the journey of life really there is no payoff it's death yeah i mean that's <laughs> that is it when you start to figure things out about yourself in life and you get to an age it's too late it's too late you either can't enjoy it at that age because you're not 18 or 20 anymore so you're not going to have too much fun and by the time you really figure it out you drop dead a day later <laughs> The journey is all we have. We don't have the end game. There's no payoff. The thought, though, of going out and having a great night and being with your buddies is fantastic. But the actual going out is you get too drunk, you throw up, you shart in your pants, you fall asleep on the train. But the idea is great. 
Oh, <laughs> that's not what happens to normal people. That's just what happens oh. to you. Well, Especially the shark to me pants. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the journey. Uh, ah, the anticipation. Some other things for play, some would say, is the better journey, but I wouldn't know anything about that. I only go long enough for the play, uh, not the foreplay. The Chinese buffet, the always anticipation to all you can eat at the Chinese buffet. You take that walk around, you look at everything you're about to eat, you see the soft serve ice cream, you devour it all. That journey is way better than the end that's on the toilet, and of course, picking your nose. You dig, you dig, you finally get it. I mean, that journey feels so good than that end when it's just hanging there. That gooey thing that can't get off your finger, you just feel like Jim Beheim during a Syracuse Orange game. <laughs> All right, now how about JT the Brick? He's got March Madness, he's in Vegas, and this is a life that you want to live. Listen to JT the Brick, Brick and I, talk about his weekend watching college basketball in Vegas. What a weekend. It should be the whole hour <laughs> on the Babs BBW show. If Babs could have switched with me for one weekend, it would have been this one. The steak oh, comes out. I think it had six oh. bones, separate pieces of the tomahawk. My wife and the people who were sitting oh, said, what is tom- that? The, the chef tomahawk. brought it to the table. They gave the nice. chef a standing ovation for a steak. Standing I've never ovation. seen the chef standing get ovation. a standing ovation as he was carving the tomahawk. Whenever you order a steak at a restaurant and they ask never you, how that. would you like it? You always say the way the chef prepares it. You never go outside the box <laughs> oh, and go that's against the chef. You Button up. You don't talk. I don't ask for specials. I just tell them, you're going to make me a great steak and a meal. I can't wait to have it. Wow. Now, see, that, that that's <laughs> some interesting stuff right there. JT the Brick. A lot there. First of all, the standing ovation. You know what? Next time I go to a Panera Bread or a Smash Burger, <laughs> if they nail it, I'm like, oh, God, you guys destroyed it, man. You put a great, great burger together, and I want to thank you for it. All right? Standing ovation. Mike, you never got a standing ovation at Applebee's? No, no, no. <laughs> Chili's. Chili's. I was the I'm chef sorry, Chili's. Chili's. Friendlies when I put together someone's tuna roll. I never got a standing ovation. Pizza <laughs> Hut when I put together this great pie. I never got a standing ovation. I want standing ovations. You ever have a tomahawk steak before? Isn't that a supersized ribeye that's cut along the bone? I'm not actually sure what it is, but so goddamn expensive that I just keep walking right past it. I go right to the skirt steak. The skirt steak is just And you great. can't screw that up. Exactly. And you cannot mess it up. Now, you got to cut against the grain, but that's it. You to. just got to slice well, what kind of a sociopath would try to go? What? Who would try to cut that down the middle? Long ways. <laughs> My father's done now with a chainsaw. He pulled out the chainsaw. All right, let's cut it. You have to cut against the grain, and then it's so juicy. Oh. To me, that's worth it. Like to me, I'm getting the same type of feeling from eating this really expensive steak. Unless you're on like a big time date and you order the tomahawk to impress her, and then you get to try the tomahawk in the bedroom. Google that. That's a real position. <laughs> All right, that's helicopter for you. All right, but now I'm going to tell the chef how to cook my meat. Of course. No matter what. Because I want my steak medium rare. That's right. Now, back in the day, a couple Super Bowls uh, ago, it was God. Evan Cohen, it was Mad Dog Chris <laughs> Russo, it was Mike Babchick. We were all at dinner. Steve Torrey was there as well. We had a special dinner with Emeril Lagasse. This is one of the biggest chefs in the world. We sat at the chef's table. He's waiting on us. He's taking our order. And he goes, well, what are you guys going to have? And Steve Torrey actually looks up at Emerald Gossi, this world-class chef, and goes, does the flounder have a little kick to it? <laughs> you don't ask that to Emerald! Oh you take God. it as it's served, right? You're Emerald oh, Gossi. Yes. Oh, first of all, of course it's got a kick to it. His whole career was, bam! <laughs> he's putting kicks on it all over the place. Bam, bam, bam! You're going to ask Emerald Lagasse, the guy who kicks it up a notch for a living, you're going to ask if it has a little kick to it? Oh, does the flounder have a little kick to it? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, Steve Torrey once went to went yeah. up to Dale Earnhardt Jr. and said, "Does that a uh, car go over a hundred? Does it have a little uh, kick to it? Is it a little fast? Um, how's that uh, vehicle? Can you really can move it on the highway?" Tori, uh, back in the day, went up to Jenna Jameson and said, do you uh, feel comfortable being naked? Is that uh, something you're okay with? Do your boobs have a little kick to it? Hey, Ozzy Osbourne, are you a loud singer? I could see why you would sing that loud, but maybe you should keep it down. I have a bit of a headache. Triple A, Mad Dog 6, 8, 8, 6, 2, 3, 3, 6, 4, 6. All right, here's a guy who probably eats his steak well done. I just have a feeling Adam Shine is a well done type of guy. <laughs> oh, good. Absolutely phenomenal. Simply tremendous. Best steak in the 16 year history. Oh, shout out, sports. But how about Adam Shine? You think he was excited this week for opening day in baseball? What do you guys think? Fired up or not, huh? Perhaps. Yeah, probably not. A little laid back Adam Shine. I can't seem to get too crazy about MLB opening day. <laughs> no. Opening day. Opening day in Major League Baseball. Happy opening day. This, to me, always and forever, is a holiday. There was nothing like baseball opening day. It was funny. Holiday. Every single year on opening day, I would get this cough, and and I couldn't go to school. Starting in the second grade, I would go with my dad and my brother and my mom to baseball opening day. Everyone. And there was nothing like it in the old Yankee Stadium. You know, we would get seats in the upper deck. and I hope so. We would get there early, get a new T-shirt every year, see batting practice, love when the players were introduced, the pomp and circumstance (laughs) of opening day. I loved it. There's the pomp. What are we doing? There's the the circumstance. Always and forever. (coughs) I want to talk about my Mets. Shine there. You know, he went with the entire family. I only, I only went to one game with my mother. My father wasn't a big fan of taking my mother to games. It's not your place. It's sports. You're not, you're not allowed to come. Wow. The, Jack's old. That's the old school. <laughs> that's the old school approach. You think Adam Shine put on that T-shirt like he would take off the shirt that he wore to the game and he put on a T-shirt or would he be one of the guys? Nah, he put it. You, he put it over it. Oh, you put it over. Put oh, it, you're so right. right. Oh, my God. He's wearing a Mets T-shirt over a button down collar shirt, you know, keeping it. Yankees. In. Yeah. Did you listen to the clip? Oh, it was Yankees. <laughs> I missed that one. He put a Yankee T-shirt over his collared shirt, a bunch of buttons Amazing. right there. That's that's Adam Shine for you. My grandfather used to take me to a lot of Mets games. He lived in Queens. We go to Mets games all the time. The only interesting thing about that is why my grandfather was a huge Yankees fan. He loved the Yankees. He hated the Mets, but he hated the parking situation in Yankee Stadium so bad after they renovated. Don't blame him. He refused to go him. to any Yankee games. He hated it. He went to one game. It was terrible. He's parking on like side of an asphalt in a tennis court. He couldn't take it anymore. So he, that was it. All we did was go to Mets games. And like we would sit there and watch a Mets Reds game and we'd be miserable. Like he'd try to figure out what's going on in the Yankee game. I, I don't know. Why, why, why are we here? We don't have to be here. We could watch it on TV. What's, what's going on in the Yankee? I don't know. This is pre internet. We don't have internet. I don't know. The scoreboard wasn't working that someone was updating by hand with some sign out there. Why are we here then? Because it's baseball. We would sit this there. This is baseball. I'm a baseball guy. That's why. It's baseball. This is baseball. Now, I should tell you, I went to many a Yankee game with my friends back in the day. In fact, one time we were at a Yankee game, and we took that barrel of ketchup that's up by the food stands. We brought it all the way back down to the seats. We started squeezing it and spraying it everywhere. We were spitting on each other. The guy in front of us got ketchup all over him. He turned around. He threw a punch. My friend threw a punch. Next thing you know, we were escorted out of Yankee Stadium and told to never come back. Oh! Yeah! 
awesome. <laughs> that's, a, that's a terrible story. <laughs> I got kicked out of Yankee Stadium. That's not a good story. Well, who didn't see that coming? Well, everywhere you go, you're the guy I don't want to be seated near. You and your dumb friends. <laughs> you know what? You're right. We all knew the ending to that story, so I should have just led with that. All right, we got a lot more to get to right here on Mike Patrick's Morning After Tech Issues, F-Bombs, and White Claws. That's all coming up next right here on Mike Patrick's Morning After. Welcome back to the show starring a man with less pride than anyone I know. And I know people. Mike Babchick's Morning After. Take it away, Babchick. Ah, yes. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio with America's favorite Morning After Regret. That's me, Mike Babchick. Yeah, Babchick on Twitter. And my friends, Eddie Erickson, producer of Mad Dog Unleashed. For today, Jared Moore, For today, the producer friends. of Morning After. But he is. You guys really aren't, though. I've seen it in action. He really he doesn't like you. I really don't. <laughs> How do I get roped into this dumb show again? Ah, uh, me and Jared have had some issues. One time I left a half a cup of blue cheese on the set of radio. Row. It's like I insulted his entire family. Whose blue cheese is this? Get I your blue cheese out of here! Get your blue cheese out of here! Get out of here! I got Emma Smith coming to the set. Another time <laughs> I was in the studio, uh, you know, having called Mike Patrick Morning Man, and Jared walked in and, like, Jared just screamed, Break! Break! <laughs> and we did break because we were scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yes. No, oh, that's it. All right, we're going to recap the week that was. This week, Mad Dog Chris Russo, he's doing the show from home, of course. Everything's fine, except yeah, always when it isn't. And this week on Mad Dog Unleashed, Mad Dog Chris Russo had some issues getting started with the program, and Steve Torrey had to step in for a good 30 minutes. And then he finally got on the air, and this is how he finally started <laughs> off Mad Dog Unleashed. They're going to blame it on me, technically, blah, blah, blah. All I know is when I went off the air last night at 6 o'clock, I turned off the machine and I went downstairs to have my wife's chicken parmesan and I probably shouldn't have done that but I went downstairs <laughs> to have the chicken parmesan now they're gonna blame me like they're blaming oh, Russo's an idiot he don't know anything and I'm not blaming anybody I'm blaming the equipment and uh, here's what I'm gonna tell uh, serious yeah, all right I they heard. did a nice job after we went in and out with the optimum thing they finally got him to fix the optimum line here about a month ago and Eddie Erickson had to come up on a Saturday That's to true. get an optimum in so we wouldn't have a five second delay when I'm talking to Roger McGuinn so he finally took care of that <laughs> problem and now here Here's what I'm going to tell serious. They have an apparatus here that is apparatus. ancient. I saw Tory here, and his apparatus was state-of-the-art, <laughs> fast and foremost. He's on for one hour, and I'm on for three. So one, And I'm making whatever I'm making, and believe me, he's making what he's making. <laughs> so why don't we switch it? Why don't we give him him my piece of garbage, and I'll take him. Garbage, I have garbage. nobody here helping me. Eddie's sitting here trying to figure out his car. That's true. So he's finished. And my wife, who's taking care of two dogs, four children, and all the computer stuff, very busy woman, has got to come up here because I'm screaming out the window. One child, off three of them are out of the house. stupid machine. Because I'll I went downstairs that. and had a beer when she came up here a and got beer. the thing. Yeah, a beer. Which took that long. A beer. Nice job, Gene. A vodka tonic, strong, double. Let's double. Go. Let's go, Snappy. Oh, my God. My wife said she's calling the local jeweler right now. Hit him in the pocket. I yell at everybody, so I feel like a heel. But these no, he IP didn't. Kodak things, especially when it's dated with Marconi and 21 at KDKA in Pittsburgh, it's the problem. 
What a pull. <laughs> Katie can't. With my Marconi apparatus. I love the apparatus. It sounds like a medieval torture chamber. My apparatus. First of all, obviously the technical issues. Yeah, it's Doggy's fault. There's a reason why you blame him. Because something goes on with the buttons and only he could touch the buttons. Now, the wife's chicken parm. What is Dog saying there? That Jeannie's not a good cook? That he... That's exactly that's what, what I said. took away from it. Wow. <laughs> How do you screw up chicken parmesan? I take my kids' dinosaur chicken nuggets. I put a little tomato sauce, put some cheese on it. Boom! It's Genie's Chicken Pop. <laughs> it's delicious no matter what. Can't mess it up. I've done it with grilled chicken. I've done it with all time. I've done it with just sliced deli chicken. It's fine. You can't mess it up. As Eddie Erickson takes a picture of his neighbors right now, which is a little, <laughs> a little odd. It's a little weird. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's got a camera. He's taking a picture of yeah, his neighbors. Yeah, they're cutting down my trees, <laughs> the whole thing. I'll tell you, my wife, we finally got her to cook ground chicken. She's very anti-raw meat. She doesn't like to see it. She doesn't like to touch it. <laughs> well, geez, so, that's like the foundation for like, most. So that's why it's a lot of toast and Lego Mayegos. And no surprise that my wife doesn't like the meat. No surprise. <laughs> so there's that. Now, Jeannie also said to Dog that she's going to go see Brad, the jeweler. So because, you know, of this technical snafu, Mandel Chris Russo had to buy Jeannie a brand new necklace or a brand new bracelet, which is pretty fascinating there. So that was Dog. And pretty expensive. Trust me, Brad, the jeweler is not working at K. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like the jewelry that I bought my wife, like the big engagement no, ring where a woman showed up in a van. And I lived <laughs> I lived by a river. So I was a van down by the river. And that's where I got it. There was no paperwork with the ring that I got. Take your picture. There you go. That's the picture. Eddie, you did something fantastic that we talked about on Morning Men that got us some exclusive audio. Listen to Evan and Babs on Morning Men. Now, last night, Eddie Erickson reached out to me, and he, Producer he told me that... Unleashed. Yes. For now. <laughs> For now. And he told me that the like entire screaming fit they had recorded, <laughs> Mad Dog was on the phone. And he reached out to Dog last night, and he played it for Dog, and Dog was laughing hysterically. And Eddie was like, how am I going to give this to the morning men? The Dog's like, you know what? Give it to those guys. Here's the quote. He said, people should hear the other side of me. It's good for people to know I'm a jerk every once in a while. I don't know why. <laughs> but, you know, right. that's so here we go. Doggy off the air, screaming at the staff for all the technical difficulties yesterday. I hear you. I hear you. You can't hear me right now? Not a word. Okay, then disconnect and connect back. Let's try that. Or the money. I'm here, but I can hear him in the background, so. <laughs> there it is! There it is! Wow. I, mean, I almost fell off my toilet this morning. At the end. Oh, I mean, the story part is the best part. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm here. Oh, guys, I don't know if you realize, but uh, I'm on? here. You could hear him in the background, so. The Grim Reaper! <laughs> A little life! I'm here. Well, you can hear him in the background, so. That's the voice of a guy who knows he's about to go on the air when he doesn't want to go on the air. Oh, man. I'm crying. Oh, my God. I'm here. I can hear him in the background, so. Is the Tory part the funniest part, or is the dog part the funniest uh, part? It's the Tory part. Here, but I can hear him in the background, so. Uh, okay, there's Tori there who's here. <laughs> Tori coming out of nowhere is unbelievable. What a job by you. 
getting dog to approve that audio and then giving it over to the morning men. And I, and I love that. I know he was on the phone and everything, so he obviously could hear Colin. But, you know, the actual audio is, is great because Colin going, do you hear me? I not, hear me? Not a word. Not a word. Well, not a word. So it sounds like he does hear him. Not a word. I don't hear you. But are you? how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I can't hear you, though. Are you sure? What do you want for lunch? I want a sandwich, but I can't hear you. I just can't hear you. I just love Tori there. Like, of course it's Tori that is to sit there just dreading going on. I'm here, and I... And I could hear you. I'm here, but I can hear him in the background, so. Oh, God, that's the last thing I want to do. You know, whenever I see now, like, reports of somebody, like, screwing something up, I can't help it. I'm sorry, but I, I think of Steve Torrey. Like, this giant ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal that was going the wrong way, I just assumed Steve Torrey was the captain of that ship. <laughs> All you got to do is go straight. So he's like, oh, let me just, I'm just going to make a left here. You know, my GPS is telling me, I understand, oh, I, I, I guess I should go straight, huh? I really don't have a lot of room. Now, let me try to make a turn. Now, let's see what happens. Oh, boy. Now I'm stuck. Next thing you know, oil prices are going up. There was a shipment of dildos that wasn't being able to arrive on time. This is a true story. My wife is very upset over the delay. I'm in a parallel park now in the canal. You're parallel parking in the, in the canal. Cut it too hard to the left. <laughs> oh, boy. This is not good. I probably shouldn't have made that turn. Eddie, what did Dog tell you that he wanted you to play this audio? Why? His quote was, I look like a complete ass. And then in parentheses, but sometimes that's not a bad thing. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's, yeah, listen, that's, that's dog letting people know once in a while, I'm not the nice guy. I'm not easy to deal with. I could be difficult too. And then he wrote the final line of that text. I'm not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how, how do you beat up on someone who says that? I'm here, but I can hear him in the background. So I'm here. I'm here. I'm half dead. <laughs> I don't want to do this, but oh, geez. All right. I can hear you. So. Let's just get this over with. I have 12 Zooms today. This is the last thing I want, but I'm here. I could hear you now. And let's now hear a clip from The Morning Men, Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Yesterday, I was sitting uh, at the computer. I went through like a rabbit hole on YouTube of great play-by-play calls. That's what I do all day. You know, I'm a sports guy. Everyone remembers the play-by-play guy, but everyone forgets the color analyst. You know what? That's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. We yeah. hear these historic highlights, and we hear the one voice. We don't hear the second voice. That person always gets cut out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Good like point. No one remembers it. Do you believe in miracles? Al Ma- everyone remembers Al Michaels, but listen close. Wow. The Howard Cosell, that's what you think about with Down Goes Frazier, but what about the other guy? Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! I'm here, but I can hear him in the background, so... Hey, I tell you, I've never heard it this way. Good job, you. you're getting all these Thank big you. highlights. The other guy getting involved, and he's like obviously mad that, that like, hey, I'm here. You can hear him I'm here. Yeah, like we all remember band on the field, right? The band's on the field, but like, listen right. close. The Bears have won. The Bears have won. I'm here, but I can hear it. Oh my God! The most amazing, <laughs> sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. I can hear him in the background. So exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be a new segment. Tory through time. <laughs> Tory through time. <laughs> Every major event in the world, right? The moon landing. The moon landing. You, the every- Berlin Wall went down. I could hear you. The signing of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Yes. The signing of the Declaration. I don't think I have a radio call of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Like, I don't think John Sterling and Susan Waldman were covering that event. Oh, uh, the 2 1 as Hancock signs his deal. Now, Thomas Jefferson steps up. No, sorry. No, that was foul, and that was actually Benjamin Franklin. It is high. It is far. It is freedom. Well, that's just Tory's voice, actually. <laughs>
<laughs> yes, every big event. Yeah, and a porno. You know, I'm going to put them in a porno. That's happening. When they took down the Berlin Wall. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> did you, did you, oh my God! Did you say that? Yes. Oh, I totally, yes. I totally missed that. <laughs> Pat McAfee. I hear you. Do you hear me? Yes, the Pat McAfee show. They had on Tom Pelissero, and guess what they talked about? Football! Football! Because you're football guys! <laughs> Play it. Our commissioner, your boss, Roger Goodell, announced yesterday that there will be full stadiums. Yeah! Yeah! Whoa. Full stadiums! Yes, football. So my question is centered around Super mostly spreader. Uh, there being full stadium. <laughs> yeah! yeah! What's the deal here, Tom? It is not an accident, yeah, Connor, that Roger Goodell brought that up Connor. on his own. Hey, Con. This was Goodell Connor. in his opening statement Connor. saying we expect to have full stadiums. Yeah! Oh! Oh! Yeah! Full stadiums! You're still going to have to work with the state and local and public health authorities. In a state like California, the United States several, of Goodell. If you're talking full stadiums, <laughs> some of that stuff like ah! Ah! yes goes out. Kind of stuck that one by. Goes out no, the window. That's it, right? We're They're not do optimistic, and that's certainly it. they are approaching this as if they are going to have mm. full stadiums. Yeah! <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That is really great. What would make you scream like that with such excitement? No, but Fridays. It's Fridays. Happy Friday! Friday! Yeah! yeah! Fruit by the foot. Yeah! Morning after ending after a three-hour tape job. Yeah! What are you talking about? We're live. How about Patrick Mawai? He's live every weeknight, 7 p.m. Eastern time right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. And here is Patrick telling a fascinating story that involves White Claws. So I open up my door and there is, you know, these White Claws? Somebody left me a 12-pack of White Claws. Now, I'm not a big, it's like a seltzer, alcoholic beverage, you know, raspberry, strawberry. No, it's a a, a seltzer. So somebody left me like a 12-pack of White Claws with a original. It just said, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. you. Written like uh, one of those little post-its. So here's the question. When the show ends and I want to have a cocktail, do I pour up a White Claw that was randomly left on my porch? That's a conundrum. Hells yes. Because first off, there's... I don't know Hell something yes. called COVID. And then secondly, this person could be trying to murder me. My thing is, if I just clean the top of the individual cans, like run it under the faucet, even if the person is trying to murder me, that cyanide's not there anymore. <laughs> murder. The way I got from my sources, uh, sources close to me that have uh, told me that that was delivered by a model nice. who was at least a nine or a ten. A Vegas 10? A wow. Vegas 10. I mean, think about a wow. Vegas 10. That's not... That's something. That's not upstate New York 10. That is a 10. Wow. A oh, Vegas that, 10 is unbelievable. That's a legit... That might even be a 12. Oh, my God. I mean, that's a Rochester 32. <laughs> I mean, that is unbelievable what you got there. So a Vegas 10 and that he does drink White Claws, but tops off. See, when you drink these seltzers, and I love these seltzers, and anyone out there who's going to claim, oh, I don't, I don't know what these seltzers are. I don't drink. Nah, Please. come on, man. They're delicious. You know what they're, you know what makes them even more delicious? Vodka. You have a nice. Seltzer plus. Oh, you got to top it off with Always. a little vodka. Seltzer plus. That's what it is, man. It's so good. That's what I did. It's so good. That's all I do. They are so That's good. That's all I do. You could drink 20 of them and not black out, but of course I'm going to say that you should Seltzer drink them. plus. But maybe I'm not the right guy to answer that question of like, you should you drink them or not? Because um, just this week. I got in the mail. It was a stimulus and economic relief package, right? It was a box. You're like, whoa, they sent hmm. me a gold bar. You open it up. Wow. What do we got? It was a chocolate shaped penis. 
um, with everything, you know, the front, the oh, back, the balls, my. the tip, the whole thing. And uh, my, mo- my mother-in-law's here this week, so I gave her something <laughs> sweet for dessert. We actually ate and split that chocolate penis together. How was the chocolate? Good. The company was great, too. Me and my mother-in-law just eating a chocolate penis. You want to come together as a family? <laughs> Share a penis together. All right, we got a lot more to get to right here on Mike Patrick's Morning After as we're going to talk Indiana, prank calls, and Passover. That's all coming up next right here on Mike Patrick's Morning After. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After. You think your hangover's bad now? <laughs> it's about to get a whole lot worse. That's a great Here's Mike Babchick. <laughs> oh, yeah. So welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Recapping the week that was with my friends, Eddie Erickson, the producer of Mad Dog Unleashed for today. And how about Jared Moore, the producer of Morning after, and how about Mad Dog Chris Russo and Steve Torrey? In- how about him? Yeah, well, Steve Torrey loves Indiana basketball because his daughter went he to does? Indiana, and now he's become a super fan of the team. So when Indiana hired Mike Woodson, Mad Dog Chris Russo was ready to pounce on the Indiana man, the gummy man, Steve Torrey, thinking that Torrey would crush the hire because, you know, you're Indiana, and you only settle for the best of the best. But Steve Torrey didn't crush the hire. So what did Dog do? Let's find out right now, courtesy of this clip of Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. If you think that Archie Miller or even Tom Queen can coach a ball game better than Woodson, the people in Indiana, they need their head examined. They can't. I, oh. I'm, I'm, the, more, the more I sort of let this absorb and, and soak in, <laughs> I, I'm liking it more and more. So uh, I'm, oh, he I'm, likes I'm it. feeling pretty good about it. It's I actually soaking. am. And I didn't think I'd feel this oh. way two weeks ago, but I feel do good I, about it. Do I feel To this me, way? yeah, this guy's going to do a hell oh, of a dog. job. Uh, look, I'm, I'm on board with it, so I don't even you know. I don't oh. know why you're arguing with me. Uh, Parker Mosier's got no interest in going to Indiana. Uh, they have high expectations that are unrealistic. So, let's be honest. I mean, Indiana hasn't done anything since Bobby Knight. Let's call it. Mm, like let's see be it. honest. They have done nothing in twenty. It gotta be fair. It gotta yeah. be fair. Be fair. Uh, Indiana has done be fair. absolutely. It gotta be, be fair. fair. You gotta be fair. Be Indiana's fair. done nothing in college. Be fair. They have think it, have... they think they're big. Indiana's not a big. It's not a big deal anymore. Gotta be fair. Got to be uh, who's arguing? I mean, if, just look at the record books. I mean, it's obvious. Knight I, built the program. That program is Bobby Knight, and he's been out of it for 25 be years. You got to be fair. Am I arguing? <laughs> Keep asking. I've got to be fair. I, I am fair. They have done nothing, that program. For be fair. Well, well, I, I don't think that they, they, they so dispute they shouldn't that. Be sitting there, they shouldn't be sitting there wondering about Mike Woodson. 100% agree. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> <laughs> What was Dog doing there? Wait, let the guy go. He wasn't fighting. You got to be fair. You got to be fair. I am being fair. I agree with you. See, that's Dog. He got himself in his head. I'm going to pounce. I'm going to crush Tori. Tori's going to kill the hire, and I'm going to say it's great. And I don't care that you're agreeing with me now because I've already started. <laughs> let the- what are you doing? Are we finished? Can I go? Who, who's, who's Parker Mosher? Parker Mosher. <laughs> Me meets Porter. Hey, Porter, meet Parker. Indiana's really not getting Parker Mosher, nor should they want Parker Mosher. Why would that's a good point? Why would Indiana want Parker Mosher as their head coach? I'm not really sure, but Porter <laughs> seems good. Parker Mosher Porter does seems- not. I love Tory has to absorb the Mike Woodson hire. You know, it's I have to let it soak. So Steve Tory and Mike Woodson were in a bathtub together. They had a nice soak together, and they're like, you know what? Pass the bubbles. You know what? I can get into this. This is better this than I thought. I actually let it soak. It was a dish that had a lot of grease in it, so I let it soak, and now all of a sudden, Mike Woodson. 
Maybe that is the right hire after all. Triple A Mad Dog 6. You know, <laughs> that was a hot topic, though, uh, with Mike Woodson over the weekend. We got some great weekend programming on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Mad Dog Sports Radio weekend with Tom Byrne and Mike Meltzer doing their thing. And But listen to what happened this weekend on Tom Byrne with the great producer, Sean McChesney. Take it away, Tommy. Sean McChesney, producing the show as always, tells me, oh, by the way, I think Mike Babchick pranked our prior show. Why is he playing on order? Says, Why is yeah, he on order Mike Meltzer, I'm almost positive. And he didn't say he's Babchick? That no. We'll get to the bottom of it. Go ahead. Hit it. Mike in New York on this hire on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Hello, Mike. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm not sure that this, <laughs> this Woodson hire is a what? good hire, but I do have some insight from uh, an Indiana booster. Mike Babchick told me that Judge Tory blessed the Woodson deal because he's going to come on Dog <laughs> Day the Sports pulp? from uh, 6 to 7 <laughs> and do a weekly bit. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's the blessing. Steve Tory blessed this hiring, so let's see what happens. Well, we will see what happens. Thank you, Mike, for the <laughs> phone call. Jeez. All right, two things. One, I don't think Mike Meltzer thinks it's Mike Babchick. Two, I don't think it's Mike Babchick. You don't think so? I don't think no, that's Babchick. Oh, that man. doesn't sound like what Babchick. Sounds like him a little Jeez, bit. Sean? I, I'm really? Telling, I'm, because you know what? He's done this to me in the past. I produced a show on New Year's Eve, I think. He has? And he got through. Well, I and, I was like, and I was like, all right, maybe. New Year's Babchick, nothing better to do i was like all right maybe maybe not and then he texted me going can i have the audio and I was but like, they really I don't know you <laughs> so that's what made me think i was like you know what it might be him but who knows do you even maybe know the hotline maybe it isn't i personally thought it was him if you had to we call need it. our loyal have listeners to, to help us out here is that mike babchick i really don't think that was him that's absolutely him hmm. i suppose we could always just oh, call oh, boy but Jeez. we don't really want to have to deal with babchick mcchesney's really going out on a limb here ernie in illinois that's 100 percent babchick really no it's not call 100 a call. He's the only person that would bring up Judge Tory, and he said the booster's name was Mike Babchek. It's a 100% him. If you think back to like <laughs> somebody else would too, to like when Babchek tries wow. to like disguise his voice when he's like talking as somebody else. That's, so that's you disguising your voice, Danny in New Jersey. Oh my God, Great like Frank, Frank in Florida, the <laughs> You know what? <laughs> I've been told oh, on social thank media you. on Twitter as well, and that would make a little Jeez. sense. See, I think. It, it is not Babchick, but somebody who is a loyal foul, as they would say, a loyal listener of Morning Men, obviously. Definitely you, Con Al. They're best friends. They probably hung out at Passover last night. The guy's <laughs> at his house, like, uh, every day, dropping off oh, random stuff. This it's, guy's a good listener. Oh, it's a weird relationship those two have. I had no idea. Okay. So, <laughs> a little weird. You learn something new every day. House? A little weird. I guess I should know that. I had no idea. Burn. Chesney? It does Burns make sense. It could be UConn. I still a think little... it's Babs because if it was UConn, Alan, oh my God. Hey, still Sean. That's just this is the hill. Sean wants to die on this hill. Six. The Texas Tommy's there. Hey, how are you, Fowl? What's happening, Fowl? Great catching up with me in first time. I really appreciate this? the extended interview. But yes, it, it was the uh, Fowl father. Our father. Oh, so you think it's UConn Al as well. All right. Shame on Sean McChesney. I'm going to stick with my prediction. It's not him. Go ahead and text him. I want to get to the bottom of this. That's amazing. I love it, too, where Tom's like, oh, you know, call Babs. Actually, don't. Let's not have him on. But on New Year's Eve, I'm calling. I'm I'm passed out at 9 o'clock on New Year's Eve. Come on. This guy know me or not, Sean McChesney. It turns out he was talking about a call that UConn Al made on Christmas Eve to Jeff Schwartz about having a Christmas tree. And he only did that because Jeff Schwartz is Jewish. So that's what he was doing right there. And everyone let me know, hey, man, Al's calling in. And so then I text Sean McChesney, hey, I need the audio. That wasn't me, Sean. Do you not know me? Isn't my voice everywhere? How do you not know me?
That was amazing. Everyone knows Foul. Everyone knows Yukon Al, the Foul Father. Run with it. Oh, run oh. with it. Until, until the phone stopped ringing, run with it. <laughs> see that? We moved the needle. We moved the needle, baby. That's what it's all about. You see, my big takeaway from that clip is just my disappointment in Sean McChesney. The fact that he can't tell the difference between Babs and Yukon Al is such a huge letdown. Yeah, Sean's listening right now, and he thought that I just made that point. You know, he thinks that Jared and Babs sound exactly the same. I mean, I, he doesn't know. He's very confused about who's talking right now. Oh, I love Sean. Good kid. Good kid. But that was Sean, 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 Sean. You got to be fair. 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 Now, uh, I love the caller said that, you know, me and you can are best friends and you showed up at my house at Passover. They have a weird relationship. <laughs> well, you know, what? it's about to get weirder because this is what happened. I told the story on Morning Man with Evan Cohen and Mike Babchik of my Passover. That's the big Jewish holiday. Listen to this. Before we sat down, I'm sitting at the table. My dad's trying to get some alcohol. The phone rings in the house and uh, I hear my mother. What? Hello? What? Who is this? What? Michael? I'm like, what the hell is... What's go- Ma, what's going on? It's for you, Michael. I'm like, oh, my God. Put it on speaker. All of a sudden, I hear the voice of Yukon Al, who's saying, oh, no. Happy Passover, Jack and Susan. How are you, Fal? Great catching up with you here for the first time. Oh, my God. And he tried to say Happy Passover in Hebrew. He came pretty close. He's like, Zeisen Pesar. Pesach. Pesach. Because, you know, he saw it on, like, Google. So I think he said Paycock. Zazen <laughs> Paycock. Then my dad walked back in, like, outside because he was getting the drink. Like, what? What is this? Who's this? You're on the phone? And I was like, ah, let him. Let him be on the phone. And I'm like, and I'm laughing. And, is that the Yukon L? Hang up the phone, Susan. Hang up the phone. And she immediately hung up. And so that was uncomfortable for 10 minutes. How did he get my, how did he get my number? I'm like, I, I think I gave it on the air by accident one day. I'm sorry. That's it. I'm changing it. <laughs> then my son told my parents, he's like, I got to tell you to something, but mom and dad, cover your ears. I'm like, no, I'm not covering my ears. What do you want to say? He said, mommy and daddy curse all the time and make fun of people, especially you guys. <laughs> so we, this kid is such a rat. rat. Yeah, he's becoming so bad with that. Like, oh I don't want God. I don't want to be in the room with them anymore. I really don't. I, I got to be careful. And then, you know, my <laughs> wife wouldn't stop drinking because that's the only way to get through it. We get home. I'm like, honey, come on. It's Passover. And historically, we do it on Passover. John Paul Fowl, check it. Historically, we have Passover <laughs> sex. And she's like, I'll tell you what. If you go tomorrow to get a microwave and put it in yourself, we could have it all. No B.J. Suroff, no Howard Johnson, but the home run, the Cecil Fielder. And hmm. I said, yes, deal. Let's go. And so we did it. Three minutes of Channel 82 Mad Dog Radio style. Now, I should <laughs> tell you, my baby boy Billy was asleep in a new baby bed I just put together. And I put him down on the bed. He was sleeping, okay? Me and my wife for on the other side. Oh He's sleeping. God. Two minutes in, this kid popped up like the Undertaker. <laughs> he sat right up, looked right at me. I made direct eye contact with this baby. I said, Beth, the baby's up. She said, keep going because you're putting it in the microwave. So I said, all right, I'll keep going. And I just powered through. That kid's oh not going to remember a thing, hopefully. <laughs> so there you go. There's baby boy Billy Undertaker baby Billy. who looked up, just sat right up. And it's like in my head, I heard the Undertaker theme song. Dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah, he was God. just staring right at me. So there you go. So another, another Passover, Sex with Bethany. You were eyeing your son during that act? He looked right at me with those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were down for the three count. Nope, Undertaker's back up. Looked right at me. So now that he has a bed, he's going to be in your room? Yeah, we still don't have a room, which makes things interesting as he grows up. <laughs>
when that happens when he's a teenager, hey, you doing it again, Dad? Are you almost done? I got you at two and a half minutes. You got 30 seconds. <laughs> Give me a second, kid. Give me a second. Oh Let me finish. Turn around. You know the rules. Oh, there's Billy Babs, Eddie. He's ready. Oh, my God. He's up. What is he doing? I thought he was down. It's Billy Babs. As he's watching Eye contact. And you notice how uh, Bethany, uh, she actually said, all right, just finish. I mean, she I think she might have been into it. Yeah, that's easy to say when your face is buried in a pillow. Hurry <laughs> up and just get it over you didn't, you didn't have that benefit. <laughs> you know, you can be the Paul Bearer if you want. You can hang out in the room as well. I don't care. Bring an urn. Let's go. Bring some chips. Oh, there's Billy. All right, Jared, there you go. There was a, a little uh, Undertaker <laughs> theme there. But, Eddie, is that uncommon? No. Now, if I ask Jared more, Jared, would that be uncommon for you? The answer better be yes, because you don't have any kids. So it would be, and you're not married. It would be a little weird. You don't have a wife be a, or a girlfriend. It would be a little weird if Jared. <laughs> and you don't celebrate Passover. But yeah, but it would be a little. Yeah, that's why it would be weird, because you don't celebrate Passover. It's got nothing to do with the fact there's the random kids in his bedroom. Uh, right. But Eddie, is, have you done that as a married man who used to have sex three to four times a week and now doesn't? Jeez, well, when didn't I do that? I would get it in any time we could. Didn't matter. Nap time, kid in the bed. I actually get more freaked out when the dogs stare at you than the kid, <laughs> to be honest with you. Because, the you know, I know the kid doesn't understand what's going on. The dog, you just don't know. You're not really quite sure what they're thinking. <laughs> Something's going on, and you're like, oh, this is great. You look down. It's actually your dog licking you, which is... <laughs> oh, no, okay. <laughs> that could be a problem, but... Uh, it's happened, but it was my foot. <laughs> You don't get this very often, so you got a major issue there. You have to take it when you can get it. You have it. to make it if count. You, I don't care if you were in the living room and you told Joey to go turn around and stand in the corner. Just look at the wall for three minutes. No problem. You take it when you can get He's it. He's standing there, there Blair Witch Project style, just staring at the wall. <laughs> yeah, make it happen. <laughs> Daddy's got three minutes. Now get out there. All right, Steve Torrey, how do we do today? So that's, uh, we, we made it. Uh, yeah, Woohoo! This is Steve Torrey coming at you here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. <laughs> oh, I could, and I could hear you, Steve. I really can. I'm here, but I can hear him in the background. So, All right, another episode of Mike Patrick's Morning After in the books. I want to thank Eddie Erickson, Jared Moore, Alex Hardy. How about all the fouls and foul nation in the Toilet Bowl Club, the TBC? They listen on the bowl. Nice foul is their leader. They got a little crew that listens the morning after, and he tells me that Badal foul is listening right now on the bowl in his produce store holding a large cucumber. Hit me up on Twitter at Babchick. Let me know what you want to hear on the next. Mike Babchick's morning after. Until next week, it's time to get my weekend on. This was Mike Babchick's morning after. Now time to put your head down and start the walk of shame. Talk to you next time. If there is next time.